Let us pray. Grant, O Lord, that because we have met together here today, life may grow greater for those who have lost faith in it, simpler for those who are confused by it, more secure for those who would escape it, happier for those who may be tasting the bitterness of it, safer for those who are feeling the peril of it, more friendly for those who are feeling the loneliness of it, and holier for all to whom life may have lost its dignity, its beauty, and its meaning. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Have you ever had to do something brave? Think about it for a moment. I wonder what comes to mind. There are lots of situations that call for bravery, and of course, there are lots of different ways to be brave. Sometimes bravery is loud, it's forceful. Sometimes bravery is quiet, requiring the absence of action. Sometimes bravery results in joyful explosions of laughter. And sometimes bravery results in shaking, rib-rattling sobs. Sobs of sorrow and pain and freedom. I remember my first time going away to sleepaway camp, Chapel Rock. Episcopal Camp in Arizona. It was the summer before my freshman year of high school. I had climbed to the top of one of the ropes courses, and while the climb required no bravery from me at all, the second I got to the top, and I suddenly uh, could see how far away I was from the ground, I found myself needing to pull every speck of bravery from the very edges of the universe just to be able to move. Now I'm going to be really honest. I don't remember if I walked across the tightrope, if I climbed back down, or if I trusted the rope harness that I was wearing and the person strapped to it to be gently lowered to the ground. What I do know is that there was a moment, a holy pause, in which I made a choice, and that choice led me from the highest height I have ever been outside of a building back to the ground. And I know this. I am standing before you today and am not still 40 feet off of the ground in the pine trees of Prescott, Arizona. And while, again, I don't remember how I got to the ground, I do remember that moment, that holy pause in which bravery flooded my system and I was able to be moved from a place of fear to a place of trust. This Friday and Saturday, 
I was at St. Crispin's Episcopal Camp in Oklahoma, not on the ropes course. But as a member of the Commission on Ministry, which is a committee of lay and ordained people that help in the discernment process for those considering ordained ministry. Four aspirants, four people who have felt a call to ministry, sat before clergy and lay people, the bishop himself, and were incredibly brave. They have spent the past year with their priest, with the parish discernment committee, with their families and friends, and with people throughout the diocese prayerfully wondering about what God was calling them to do. And in their written materials and in hearing them tell their stories, I could see so clearly the love of others that had brought them to that point of great bravery. Today is the last Sunday of Lent before we enter into the last week, the holiest week. Next Sunday, we will gather in the North Garden. We will wave palm branches in the air, and we will mark the triumphant entry of Christ into Jerusalem. And each day following Palm Sunday will lead us closer and closer to the darkest dark. To follow Christ is to embrace bravery as a way of life. We see this in every disciple who left their family, who left their comfort, who left their security to follow Jesus. We see this in Christ among us as he challenges authority old ways of thinking, as he invites those that he meets to a life of love. To follow Christ is also to embrace a life of love. And again, we see this in the disciples who follow him despite all of the ways in which it is hard and painful. We see it in those who weep at his death. And we see it that love in those who continue to share the life of Christ with us, with those that they met. We see this in Christ on his darkest night, in perhaps the holiest of pauses, where Jesus chooses love over life. In our gospel passage from John this morning, we hear, we see, we even smell bravery and love. And that, in fact, bravery and love cannot occur without the other. I imagine all of them in that room. In the previous chapter, just a few verses ahead, Jesus had raised Lazarus from the dead, and I, I can't help but hear Martha's words of how powerful the stench of death was, that it permeated through the stone 
that closed Lazarus's tomb from the world. And today we find ourselves a few verses later. Lazarus, not dead. Martha and Mary and all of the disciples and Jesus gathered together. I imagine that the stench of death was still within their nostrils when Mary pours the fragrance of love upon Jesus, upon his feet, and bathes him with her hair, bathes him with her love. We're told that the perfume was so strong that it filled the whole house, spilling out of the room in which they had gathered. I imagine the relief of those gathered to be surrounded and enveloped in the smell of love, a smell that overpowers that of death. I see so clearly how brave Mary was to love Jesus. And I see so clearly how Jesus needed Mary's love to be brave. Love and bravery, so intertwined, so connected, you can't have one without the other. Perhaps you, like me, have been wondering exactly how to respond and engage and be prepared for this journey into the darkness that lies ahead of us. And so I wonder, are you in need of love to be brave? Do you need for people to love you through hard conversation, for love to see you through your fears, for love to bring you to bravery? I wonder, do those around you need your love to be brave? Can you show up with love and compassion for others? Can you do hard things in the name of love to inspire those around you to be brave? Can you love those around you in such a way that they can experience that holy cause and move from fear to trust. Beloveds, never does a moment pass in which bravery or love are not required. To be brave requires love, and to love requires bravery, which means that there is never a moment in which we do not need each other to support each other, to stand with each other, to share with each other. It is together that we can be brave enough to love, and it is together in love that we can be brave. It also means that there is never a moment in which we do not need Christ, who has shown us and continues to reveal to us 
that there is no darkness that is too dark. That when love and bravery are rooted in Christ, there is always the dawn of Easter light after the darkest night. I wonder, in the entanglement of love and bravery, where you find yourself. May it be revealed, as in Christ all things are revealed. Amen.